Good morning, everybody. This is Rashad Gibson, episode number 11 of Gospel Thoughts. And today is just a day in which I'm going to be sharing some, um, I wouldn't call them random thoughts, but a conglomeration of thoughts that have been stirring in my heart probably over the last several years, but more or less over the last several days, it's been more or less on my mind. So I said, you know, let me just share some random thoughts um, that are stirring in my heart. Some of this actually was stirred up last night from a video that I've seen that really disturbed me and which I'm going to get into right now. Um, that was very, very, very just disheartening to see. It kind of painted a picture, a, a broad picture, if you will, of what is going on, especially within the black community. Um, but I would say in a general sense, in our human society here in America. So last night I was watching, um, I was rather scrolling through my Facebook feed and I came across a video that an that individ, individual posted and it was a video in which I don't know where they were at. I don't know the exact location, but it was kind of strange. It was a bunch of men. It was about probably 20, 30 men, if not more. And it seemed as though they were chasing after some car and the car stopped and the woman got out of the car. Now, the woman was she was an African-American woman. She was dressed very promiscuously. And then these women, I'm sorry, this, these men were harassing her. I don't know why. I don't know the context, but it was really strange. And then the woman was being very belligerent and yelling at these men, cursing at these men. And then she appeared to try to get on her phone to call, I don't know, somebody. I don't know who she was trying to call. And then a, a man, you know, smacked her on, on her backside. And and then another guy ran over her car. It, I, mean, I mean, jumped on her car and, and the roof of the car and ran down it. It was just, just strange behavior. And, and then all these guys were just recording it with their phone and recording her. And I said, these men are acting like animals. Flat out animals. They were acting like animals. But on the flip side, the woman presented herself as a piece of meat. Now, of course, she's not a piece of meat but that's how she presented herself. Let me let me be very clear. Let me be very, very clear with everybody who's listening to this. This is where we got to start at. We got to start at a theological foundation. When you understand, number one, the culture that we live in. And I, I don't I don't think that's the first thing. I don't think we understand the culture we live in. I don't think we diagnose that. The culture in which we live is increasingly immoral. In fact, you may be a part of the immoral aspect of our society. If you're listening to this, you may or may not be. I don't know. But that's the first thing you got to understand. The foundation of the immorality lies within the human soul. What do I mean by that? What I mean is this, that you and I both have a sin nature. 
We want to rebel against God. We want to rebel against his commandments. We want to rebel against what is right. So that's the foundation that is already laid. But you know what happens? I'm going to tell you what happens. Paul says something in Galatians 6 that's very clear. If you sow to the flesh, in other words, if you invest in the flesh, the same thing as if you invest in the stock market, if you put money in the market, you may win some money, you may lose some money. But if you invest in the flesh or sow to the flesh, he says, you will reap destruction. You're not going to win anything. You sow to the flesh, you're going to reap destruction. Another way Paul puts it in Romans 8, he says, those who live by the flesh shall die. The flesh is hostile towards God. It's an enmity with God. There's nothing good in the flesh. So when you have those two things working together, those who sow to the flesh and those who walk in that sowing of the flesh, you know what you have? You have animals. Animals. That's what you have. You have animalistic behavior. So when you see these men acting this way, you're just seeing the, the fruits of their labor. What do I mean by that? You know, just like how a tree has branches, they have roots, the roots are underneath the ground. You don't see the roots generally because they're underneath the ground. But when that tree begins to grow and grow branches and that tree begins to bear fruit, you see the results of that tree being nourished by what's underneath the ground. By its roots. That's keeping it up. And generally, when you see a man, a man who have generally no moral restraint, especially when it comes to sensuality, and you see them acting like animals, that's telling a bigger story. What is their nourishment? What are they sowing to their flesh? I can almost guarantee, especially in the African-American community, yes, I'm going to get on the African-American community this morning because that's what's primarily in this video, and I'm African-American myself, and I know what's going on because I grew up in the African-American community, and I'm appalled at what the things that goes on that needs to change. But nonetheless, let me go back to what I was saying. When you begin to look at what is generally going on, I mean, you can even turn on BET or whatever station that promotes hip-hop and the sensuality, the immorality, when you have a good portion of what you're taking in through your eye gate as being sensual and your mind is constantly thinking about it, and then you go on social media and you're just looking at all the women that 
promote themselves as being promiscuous, you are sowing to the flesh. You're sowing to the flesh sensuality. You're sowing to the flesh immorality. You're sowing to the flesh the, the same vices that make you an animal. And the scary thing about it is you're okay with it. And let's not add the fact that when you are sowing to the flesh all those things, it may be light in the sense of all the the music that promotes these type of things or the women within the music that promotes it, but then you get into pornography. And you become more animalistic when it comes to sensuality. You see, that's the roots underneath the ground. And it's only a matter of time Begin it before it begins to bear fruit. And you behave like an animal. And usually the only time that that animalistic behavior is restrained is if there's some going to be some type of punitive damage or judicial damage. In other words, going to jail or your reputation being tarnished. Because you're trapped, you're enslaved to it. So the question is, why even do it? Why even sow to your flesh in that manner if you're going to become nothing more than an animal? But let's go to the other side with the women. Why? I mean... Obviously, I'm not a woman. I do have two daughters. And of course, I'm married to a beautiful black woman, my wife. But my question is, to all my women, why in the world would you present yourself like a piece of meat? Knowing, well, I don't know if you know, but hope you know by now, Especially when you know that we're living in a society that's very immoral. In which there are going to be men that are going to treat you like a piece of meat. If you present yourself as if you're a piece of meat. Yes, I know it's a stylish thing. Yes, I know it's the quote unquote cultural thing to do in America. But why would you do it? What's in your root system? What are you being nourished with? What is the world presenting to you? Let me let you in on something. You will get all the attention you want if you walk around practically naked. You will get you will get a ton of attention from men. Because you're appealing to their animalistic instinct that's already stirred up. But there's a there's a caveat to that. That's not the attention you want. When you have men that are just waiting for its next meal, that is the promiscuous woman or Proverbs 5, the adulterous woman, you don't want to be it because they will 
They will devour you and they will just throw you away. They will take, they'll rip the meat off the bone, rip the meat off the bone and throw the bone in the trash and you'll be that bone. That's just a graphic picture of what I'm trying to get through to you. So what's in your root system? Is it because, you know, I just want attention? Is it because that's the image that society projects of women? Or it may be in your mind that, oh, I can express my freedom the way I want to express it. But then don't be surprised when you're treated like a piece of meat. See, all those things are lies. You weren't created that way. And I'm going to tell you you weren't created that way because God didn't create you that way. God is the creator of man and woman, whether you believe it or whether you don't. You didn't evolve from you didn't evolve from some slop called evolution. No, no, no. Don't believe that foolishness. You have dignity. You have made in the image and likeness of God. Present yourself in that way. Ground yourself in sound morals. Don't walk around with your butt and your boobs out. That's acting in an indignified way. Sure, I know that word may sound archaic, but that's exactly what's going on. Sure, you may say, well, I'm not a Christian. Well, you don't have to be a Christian, although you should. I would encourage you to be one. I would encourage you to be get, get saved by hearing of the gospel and becoming born again by the Spirit so that that will add to more moral restraint. But nonetheless, you don't have to even have to be a Christian to understand these things. It's called common decency. In fact, that's what this nation was built upon. One of the things, this is a little side note, I've been reading a lot of the signers, reading a, a lot about the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Most of you probably only know Benjamin Franklin, probably. I'm not saying to be insulting, but that's just being real because you're not really taught about the other 56 signers. Yeah, there were 56 signers. And one of the things that you begin to understand about these men, they weren't perfect by far. They, were, they had their flaws. But one of the things you begin to understand about these men is they had an understanding that by signing that document, the Declaration of Independence and breaking away from the British rule, they understood that this nation had to be founded upon morality. They understood that. That this nation had to have a Judeo-Christian values instituted within it. In fact, when you read even parts of the Constitution, you even see it. But definitely when you read about the lives of these men, like the Benjamin Rushes, the Samuel Adams, the John Adams, all these different guys that, men rather, when you read about their vision, most of them had a very thorough evangelical perspective, but they understood that if, if this nation begins to go left and becomes immoral, it's not going to end up well. They understood that. They knew that. And to tell you the truth, it's not hard to believe. It's not hard to fathom, really. 
So when we bring it down to a cultural level and bringing it full circle when it comes to this, a couple of things you got to understand. You got to understand that human beings have a soul that's doused with gasoline. Let me say that again. Every human being, you and I, have a soul that's doused with gasoline. And you guess what? It only takes a small match to combust what's within us. You know what that match can be? That woman that says, you know what? I'm going to walk around and present myself as being a piece of meat. And that man that say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to have any moral restraint. I'm going to live as I want to live. I want to con- I want to conquer every woman I want. That, my friend, are the matches that destroy society. How, you say, how can you say that, Rashad? Easily, I look at the statistics. You look at every, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be direct, and I can go there. I can go there because I'm black and I know these things. And the fact of the matter is, I'm being direct because I'm talking to my own community. When you begin to look at the statistics of what's going on within the black community, almost every stinking statistic you can think of, whether it comes to who's leading the prison population by race, African-Americans, who's leading the most abortions, African-Americans. When you look at who has the most single family households, African-Americans. When you look at who has the highest rate of welfare, African-Americans. You go on and on and on. You say, what the heck is going on? What the heck is going on? Why is our culture seemingly leading the charge in all the things we should not be wanting to lead the charge in? Something is going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. The root system. The root system is going on. What's in the roots? What is being what is the primary influence in our culture? Well, number one, I'm gonna say is parents. And unfortunately, within most African American homes, there's only one parent in the home. That's one problem. But the other thing, the other problem is what is inside the parent? What is the influence within parenthood? I'm not trying to beat up parents. I'm just being real. What are we teaching our kids? What influences are we allowing our kids to gravitate to? Is it their favorite rapper? And and I'm being kind when I say this. If it is, my parents, you're acting as a fool. Hip-hop, hip-hop, you talk about the coronavirus, how it's taking people out. Hip-hop is a virus. It is extremely dangerous. When you have a person that is, what's the word I'm looking for? Is pseudo in their glorification in other words, their their glorification as being a celebrity or a star is absolutely artificial. But to your kid, 
it's their world. And all they're talking about is having sex with women, getting drunk, getting high and shooting and robbing and et cetera, et cetera. You would be an absolute fool to put to allow your kids to listen to that mess. You may say, oh, it's just it's just music. It's just art. No, my friend it's just influence. It's just influence. That's what it is. It's shaping their ideas. It's shaping their perspective. It's shaping how they perceive life. It's shaping their values when it comes to women. It's shaping their values when it comes to men. In fact, the, the truth of the matter is, as parents, we may be into that type of garbage. And I tell the people all this time, I tell people all the time, if I could, I would abolish hip-hop. I would destroy it. I would I would do everything in my in fact maybe one day I will. I'm trying to if 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 you will. But if I could, I would ban it. And I mean that. I'm not I'm not speaking in metaphors. I'm being practical. That's how dangerous it is. You may say, how do how do you know that? Oh, because I grew up that way. I saw how it damaged my life. I saw how it damages my peers. I, I see how it's damaging many of your lives. Why am I saying that? Because it's a match. Remember I said a second ago that the human nature or we as human beings have a sinful nature that's doused in gasoline and all it needs is a match? Well, guess what? That's one of them right there. There are many others, but within that one, you're going to find a whole lot of combustion You'll find the pride of life. You'll find promiscuity. You'll find addiction. You'll find everything known to man, every vice known to man that will destroy man right there. It is one of Satan's, it's one of Satan's most potent weapons. And the, the race or the culture being most effective is African-Americans. That's a fact. And you know it. So anyway. In coming full circle, what I'm trying to say is this. We have to begin to understand the parameters in which we live. We have to begin to think, yes, in the theological sense. You may not be theological, you may not be Christian. But regardless of whether you are Christian or not, you can practically say, as Paul would say in Romans 7, the things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I do do, oh, I don't want to do. And the things I want to do, I don't do. Why is that? There's something falling within us. And then when that's accentuated to all types of immoral behaviors... If you feed your soul that, guess what? You're going to have an animalistic culture, an animalistic society that is going to eventually cave in. And that's what we're seeing before our very eyes. Now, you can you can live in a fantasy world all you want and make it seem that and make it seem as though that's not happening. And then you'll be living exactly right there in a fantasy world. Especially if you're African American. All you gotta do is look at the Statistics. So we gotta we gotta learn. I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been thinking about it 
on a political level. I've been thinking about it on a cultural level. I've been thinking about it on an, educa on an education level. One of the things you begin to understand about this nation, when it first was found that this is a fact, don't believe what your your history your history teachers tell you. This nation was founded on Christian values. You know how I know that? Because the predominantly the schools that were first started here in America were Christian charters. What schools? Oh, let's think about that for a moment. Let's say, for instance, Yale University, Brown University, Syracuse University. Didn't know that, did you? Duke University. Almost every Ivy League school you can think of, from Yale to Brown to Princeton to Dartmouth, all these schools were built on Christian values. All of them. You look at them today, you wouldn't even recognize that. And there's so many other schools. And that was flowing from the very beginning, actually before the nation was even founded. That's where it was flowing from. But now we've gotten so way with so far away from it. So now we have all this quote unquote freedom with no foundation. You know what that means? Your freedom becomes lawlessness. That's what it is. It's lawlessness. I want to do what I want. And that's exactly what Satan wants. Do what you want. But you know what? Even Satan has parameters in lawlessness. You know what his parameters are? Do not come to know Jesus Christ. You can do whatever you want. It's like the opposite of, of the Garden of Eden. God told uh, uh, E or Adam not to eat from the tree of good and evil. They could eat from any other tree in the garden except the tree of good and evil. And of course, we know that happened in that story. Adam, where Eve took the fruit and then gave it to Adam and he ate and sin came in the world. Now it's the opposite. Satan says, okay, you're in my garden now because the world has fallen. You can eat from any other tree, but except the tree of life. That is to know Jesus Christ. Because when that happens, everything changes. If you truly come to know him. So again, my friends, these are just some random thoughts in which I observe that stirs my heart. And I'm trying to do everything I can to change things from a political sense to an educational sense, in a spiritual sense, a cultural sense. To see especially the black community change, but not just the black community, but just our nation in general to live. And if I can make it simplistic, to live in a righteous manner. Not a self-righteous manner, but just what is known to man, common decency, or as Jesus would say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Righteousness, living rightly. That's the goal. We all want it because when we get offended, we cry out for justice. What is the cry for justice? It's a cry to, to make things right. It's built in you. But unfortunately, many of us, the majority of the time, live by 
the flesh. Now, yes, none of us are perfect. I myself will first tell you I'm not perfect. But I tell you what, my desire is to live a life that honors God and tries to inspire others to honor God and to live rightly. And it's a journey. All right, guys, just wanted to share those random thoughts. Be encouraged. If this podcast convicts you, good. I'm happy for that. If it angers you, good. It'll give you something to think about. If you say yes and hallelujah, amen, say, yeah, that's what I need to hear. Praise God. Good. Share the podcast. Be encouraged. Seek Jesus. Repent of your sin. Examine yourself, as Paul would say. And begin to build a life that that will honor God and honor your fellow, your fellow man. All right, guys. Have a blessed day, and I'll be talking to you soon, and God bless.